Hey folks, how's it going? Future editing Chris here for you with a message right out the gate in this episode. The other night when Andy and I were recording, we encountered a plethora of technical issues with getting the recording done. We thought we thought that we'd fixed it at the time. However, I now in the future have come to edit the podcast and prepare it for your lovely, lovely ear holes to enjoy and consume, only to discover that we didn't we didn't manage to fix it properly at the time. And so we've got instances here in the episode where Andy and I clearly couldn't hear each other. There's overlapping talky bits where he couldn't hear me, I couldn't hear him, and we were still chunnering on with each other. Then it would cut out, we'd have to restart the recording, and so there's some clumsy edits and all this kind of good stuff. But we're so time precious as two working family men that we've been unable to get together to do a re-record. So I've done the best I can, folks. I've done the best I can. This has been a real struggle, this episode, to put together. But using what we had and what was usable from the recording here's our episode so just a kind of disclaimer i suppose at the top it's not up to our usual standard and that pains me to say but we just weren't able to get together to put something better out so do your best i hope you enjoy what was usable and you know alternatively you've got double double and dice this week i suppose so there we are disclaimer at the top now into the proper episode Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 142 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, known online as the True Mr. Six, and that fellow over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Prime. <laughs> Prime? The uh, the Amazon service or the drink? The drink. Everyone's favourite Harris- drink. Harrison managed to get his hands on a couple of bottles. Ooh. He was very, very excited. I bet he was. And now, now he's using the bottles, the empty bottles, post-consumption of the original contents and just filling it up with juice and using it as his, you know, his, <laughs> his drinks bottle for school <laughs> and basketball or whatever. Uh, Fashion I, statement. My, my boy's got them lined up on his uh, bedside table as some kind of ornament. <laughs> <laughs> it's utterly, utterly ridiculous. I don't really remember being so uh, obsessively involved with food or drink in that way when I was younger. No, no. I was, the, we were talking. I was talking to some other parents about it. The nearest thing we could think of was: do you remember them yo-yos you got from Coke, Fanta, the spinners? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember those. Yeah, they were a bit like that. Yeah. I mean, they were fads. I definitely remember sort of like fads of that nature, but they weren't, I don't know, queuing up outside Asda for bottles of pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a... <laughs> yeah, I tried a bit of Harrison's. It's grim. squash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Sometimes on Facebook, you know, the marketplace, I see adverts coming up for people selling bottles for £5 a pop, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to laugh. But every time I pick him up from basketball, where, where he goes for his basketball training, there's a there's an Asda just next door, and he keeps insisting that we go and check and see if they've got any bottles. And every time we're in there, the uh, he goes up to you know whatever uh, and excuse me and says, "Excuse me, have you got any prime?" And I swear every time there's been like a sigh and an eye roll <laughs> <laughs> from the pure poor shop assistant who must be dealing with nine-year-olds trying to get their hands on Prime. Yeah, they're in Sainsbury's now. Oh, are they? I thought they were Asda exclusive. No, anymore. All right. Well, there you go then. Might have picked up there you go. this evening. 
Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Southampton, it's a hotbed of prime activity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There's two minutes of the podcast filled go. on the subject of prime uh, because we're, we're so o- overwhelmed with new and exciting Dice Master stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All that time wasted. But we have once again got a few uh, pre-prepared segment items for you. But of course, before we get into that, my man, I'll ask you, what have you been up to since we last recorded? What have been up to? Right, let's do Dice Masters first. Um, we tried our single affiliation out. Um, mm. I went Bat Family, and you went Super Friends, bizarrely enough. Yeah. Um, I went old school Bat Family and found it wanting quite quite badly. <laughs> yeah. A horror show, to be fair. Although I've been looking through the cards um, this evening to see about what I could update from the more modern... Uh, sets and there ain't much no so there's like a batman and a robin in kryptonite crisis isn't there yeah but nothing i think that makes an upgrade right game. sure so there's two was there... Oh, sorry oh, i was only gonna ask was there any bat family in the um justice was there any stuff or was that all justice leaguey it's all justice leaguey according to sidekick uh... anyway if I've not dug the box out because my phone told me not to bother. Um, so I reckon it was either I didn't play it right because there is a very specific way of playing it or yeah. it's just got to the point now with, that, that modern cards have, have made it obsolete. Things like one thing that we noticed was that Alfred. Alfred was a stalwart defender uh, of yes. the, you know, 2017-2018. You know, he's, he sat there and if you knocked him out, he's coming back. And he's coming back again. As long as you had a sidekick in your use pile, uh, he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, and if you've got a couple out, that was blocking you. You know, the two big, beefy beat sticks that someone had got out opposite you. And they'd, he'd, he'd, be, um, he'd be like Captain America. Say, I could do this all day. <laughs> but what he can't do all day is get spun down. In fact, no, he just rolls over <laughs> if anyone just spins him down. He's got, got nothing, uh, which obviously we didn't really have a few years ago so that was an eye-opener when i was like yep i've got my two cost alfred i am solid let's build up a team and go at it uh, and he was found very much wanting so anyway we'll play again tonight and see what can uh what the what is but yeah disappointing it's a good one so the team let me go into the team a little bit uh is the bat family mostly from world's finest uh, so we had a few different kind of areas of kind of pivots, I suppose. You've got the capture with Bruce Wayne uh, when something is yeah. KO'd. So you really, you want to get something KO'd. I've got a, a basic action that does some KOing. I can't remember now, um, but that did the job for KO. Oh, it was Crush Card Virus. Yeah, Going right back to the early. super old school, <laughs> knocking out Alfred. He then comes back, but also Bruce Wayne gets to capture something. Uh, also, I can buy a batman or bring a batman in um and it's the batman that's got uh it gets cheaper for each bat family character that's out i've got the um commissioner gordon who's a little bit more modern from well what modern is from the batman set uh that helps with fielding costs there's the super rare batgirl that does all the ping damage that doesn't seem to well i didn't buy it to be fair i didn't get that far we've got the was it uh, Night? No, it's not Nightwing, is it? What's the one that gets bigger? It's Dick Grayson, isn't it? He's just called Dick Grayson. Yeah. When something is KO'd, he gets a buff and his damage goes to the player, even if he's blocked. So some cool pieces. So like, you read the cards and you're like, Ooh, nice. But uh, 
didn't quite find its its way against the uh, the might, and I'm sure Chris will go into a bit more of the three cost super gal uh, and the four cost superman, and the and, and even though they're cheap yeah. already, Jimmy's going to there to make them even cheaper. Yeah, I was going. Well, I'll talk about that now, shall I? While yeah. we're on the subject, so yeah, super friends uh, in the golden context. Uh, I know that folks probably suspected that this was the case, but the Jimmy Olsen from the Superman Wonder Woman starter set, um, the one that discounts Superman and Supergirl character dice by two purchase costs and then lets you field them for free, is an absolute monster of a, a discount card when you're playing with three-cost Supergirls like Cara Danvers from the Superman Kryptonite Crisis set and four-cost Supermen like the House of L, the rare, which is the um, the one that grants his attack to... When he attacks two, he grants his attack to another dice. Uh, and Jimmy Olsen's only a two cost, so you can get Jimmy Olsen first turn, have him fielded by turn three, and then you're buying Supergirls, which have the potential to be eight, eight monsters for one shield, and you're buying you know massive Supermen for... A shield for two, you know, and I'd put the thrown car on the team with the intention of giving them overcrush, but it just simply wasn't necessary, was it? No, no, just an overwhelming barrage of of massive statted characters. Yeah, plus you can spin them up. So I had something. What did I have? Something that that did something horrible to level one characters. Um, yeah, one of the globals on one of your cards. I can't remember specifically which one. KO's level one bat family super and super friends. friend characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that didn't matter because you just spanned them up straight away, uh, which went from, ooh, I've got this secret uh, little play I'm going to do to, oh, that's useless. Yeah, although I was using Power Almighty from a ramp. Which the whole thing with that is spinning them up, isn't it? So Power Almighty Jimmy and then massive cheap characters. It's it's strong. It's super strong. I like like we're gonna have to play about a bit more. Build some uh, you know, X Men, Avengers, yeah, and see how it compares against the villains because it is definitely got um, like for the single affiliation kind of meta. I wonder if it's up there or if you when you get the, the real nasties out, whether it it won't compare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then um, Wonder Woman, the super rare Wonder Woman of Superman Kryptonite Crisis. Uh, so one of the things that the Super Friends team is kind of lacking in is removal. So I put Wonder Woman on because she's got that extra bit of game text that when she's fielded, um, she spins target character to an energy face and then deals two damage to another target character. And so a well-timed Wonder Woman hitting the field, let alone her control game text. Yeah. Um, but a well-timed Wonder Woman spun Andy's Alfred down. I think I shot a sidekick off or whatever, didn't I? And just thinned yeah. your field out. So yeah, the Super Friends is shockingly strong, and I didn't didn't pick up a didn't bother with a Lois Lane or a Steel or a Power Girl or a Crypto or any of that other stuff. It was just Jimmy, three Supergirls, three Supermen. <laughs> off we go, and a Power Almighty to spin the ball up. Although Supergirl's got the spin up global on her, so yeah, I think you're right. It'd be interesting to test that out against villains and X Men, particularly, I suppose, as the other two. Notably strong single affiliation teams. Um, although I do want to try, uh, I want to take a pass through the Teen Titans, see if there's anything there. I've not really sat down and properly looked at it, but Superman Kryptonite Crisis gave us some new Teen Titan characters as well. 
And I'd be intrigued to know whether that's given it a bit more life. There's this whole sort of recruit keyword thing going on in there, which might be interesting to explore. And I'll tell you what else, Guardians of the Galaxy, with uh, that had a bit of an injection to the roster with Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Might... I think I have tried it. I don't think that there's anything that um, makes it any good. Oh, right, okay. Although I might be wrong. Let us know, listeners, if it, it, you know if you have had success with it, but... I think I built one a while ago and you just slapped me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, we'll keep tinkering around. I mean, we are in the uh, casual gameplay phase of the Ministry of Dice life cycle. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, so it'll give us something to talk about each week. So, yeah, there's your Dice Masters. Uh, anything else? Let's talk about Snap, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Snap, Marvel Snap, as I have been glued Ooh, yeah. to my phone for this past few weeks and shot right up the, uh, I don't even know what they're called, there's so many different leaderboards and, and stats on, on the uh, the game. What's that, The is it the, it's not the Battle Pass, because that's the green one. Let me have a look on it. The uh, Ranked Rewards is how it's called. Well, I've been uh, hammering away on a team that, uh, I'm not going to lie, I net decked it. Managed to shoot from the early 40s into the early 80s. Uh, so yeah. Am, uh, Omega, I think the uh, the ranking is. Uh, although I'm getting slapped silly at the moment there. I'm um, trying to keep me, uh, my nails on the edge of the 80 precipice. So I don't really <laughs> try and push, but hopefully with a good few runs, I'll try. I'm, I'm going to push. I'm going to try and get to the. Uh, was it infinite? Yeah, yeah, the ton hundred. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a few days left. We'll see what we can do. But yeah, been really enjoying it. Uh, really settled on a team that's got some uh, power plays and different variations of power play. I was speaking to Chris about it before we started recording, uh, and it's a beautiful team that. Um, the long and short of it is that you try and uh, Moon Girl, which copies your deck, or your hand, sorry, uh, on turn four to get two She-Hulks and an, an Infinite. Then Magic turn five to give you a seventh turn. Do nothing turn six. Uh, and then on turn seven, you've got an Infinite uh, and a couple of She-Hulks. So you've got 40 damage to lay down where you hope will do the, uh, the business. Uh, and then if you've managed to copy anything else like um the ant-man is a definite unsung hero that can you can slam down and get an extra four because uh if you play it right you'll have a zero cost and a one cost uh that you can come down as well as the uh, the 40 damage from the other two so yes really strong really solid um seems to put some people on the back foot or they're not quite expecting it and um yeah doing well making all the cubes i could ever want <laughs> well fair play to you it's quite an achievement man i'm uh cheerleading from the sidelines let's see you get to the hundred well fingers crossed i think it's about a week left until the next battle pass and it kind of resets so uh we'll see. oh yeah you're right end of the month yeah yeah although sometimes it kind of overlaps by a few days so we might have a couple of extra days in there but we'll see sure but time is limited nonetheless nonetheless but yeah, uh, but when it uh, when it resets, uh, it, it only deducts twenty, I think, is it or thirty from your your final standing the month before, doesn't it? So you'll be starting from a stronger position to try and have another swing at it in March. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I like to get it done this month. So, though. It's a bit grindy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's my problem is that I get again we were talking about it before we were recording. So I'm sitting in the mid 50s right now and I can't see to break out but i've done that classic chris thing where i've got really bored of the deck i was playing so i made loads of different decks with new cards i've unlocked that aren't really optimal uh, <laughs> and i'm just you know going up a bit then back down again a bit then up a bit then back down again a bit i crept close to 60 at one point i was like oh well, maybe i can sort of match up what i managed last season but i'm i'm bit i need to perhaps do as andy's done and look up some best practice around some debt lists because i'm sort of building them for myself or based on memory of being slapped by it from the other side but you obviously don't always see the whole debt do you when you're playing against no. it so there's there's elements that i'm possibly unaware of i can get caught out by the featured location as well oh it's annoying sometimes when you get like if you put a card here it blows up or you know it's destroyed and you're like oh. <laughs> but I don't want anything to be destroyed. <laughs> and then this guy's opposite. He's just throwing his Deadpool out every turn and he's getting bigger and bigger. And you think, oh, escape. Yeah. Yeah. So comparable to like Dice Masters, I can, you know, we build a new team every single week and I can build a new team every week, which keeps me, you know, I like fresh and new, trying stuff out all the time. But the team I build in Dice Masters is decent and playable. All right, I win some, I lose some. Of course I do, but it, it doesn't feel like a grind. Where, But my collection, I've almost got a complete collection of every Dice Masters cards. I'm like 50 short from the whole ever released. And... I've been playing for so so many years now that the, I suppose the knowledge base, so the card pool and the knowledge base means I can change teams every week and not have that restless feeling set in because I know the game so well. Whereas Marvel Snap, I mean, let's let's call it out for what it is. It's only really been around widely publicly available for a couple of months now. Yeah. So I'm just just not at the position either in terms of the card collection or just general knowledge about the game to be able to do what I'm actually doing, which is changing my team like every three matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I've stuck with the same one for ages. I bet I'm like that though. I mean, you've always chopped and changed. I like, I do like to yeah. play something until like it's, it's almost instinctual what, what goes where and with the cards I've got, what I play and, and I quite like learning something to that degree. Um, but you know, I have got some new cards I've unlocked now, and I, I do want to have a go. But um, if I, if I swap team now, I'd be like on free fall, <laughs> right back to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is why we work, my man. We're like the yin and yang of gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, anything else on your uh, on your catch up section? Um, no, I've been playing a bit of. Uh, well quite a lot of call of duty um the the dmz variant which is uh the the kind of go in do missions sure loot stuff and jump out again um been enjoying that they've just updated it to a, a, a next season added some an extra map uh, and you know changed around some guns and bits and and that so that's been quite fun and watching a hell of a lot of game of thrones want to know more about that i know you do. <laughs> come meet us uh in a couple of Saturdays' time on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do our just chatting stream. Get caught up on the old multimedia. And <laughs> someone describe it as if if you want to be depressed, binge watch some Game of Thrones because no one <laughs> ever, ever gets anything good. 
<laughs> that lives are all pants. I was like, oh. Yeah, it is a bit relentless, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I've been really enjoying it. For a fact, well, anyway, we'll go into about it more, but the, the pace is good, um, which I, I wasn't expecting. I've not kind of got bored. Things do seem to be happening, and I don't know what happens in the end. It's a mystery complete mystery and i can't wait to be disappointed like everyone else was like 10 years ago <laughs> as, I, as i mentioned last week man we are always on the pulse <laughs> <laughs> all right very good well i've got some um some uh, uh, any other business stuff for us to wash up from the last episode my friend oh nice i like this yeah, so you know we're always saying uh, get in touch, get in touch, get in touch. We do get correspondence from folks uh, here and there, but the uh, kind of episode-specific conversation each fortnight has been pretty good, and it's happened once again off the back of the the last episode, one forty-one. So a couple of things to just kind of circle back around and close the loop on. So the malapropism that you always used to throw out there, it used to call global escalation, golden escalation. That's exactly it. Yeah. Golden escalation. So absolutely. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Who was the one that pointed that out? Or was it everyone? Did you get multiple? Uh, yeah, there was a couple of people, but I'm pretty sure it was Nick and Troy, maybe, were the two that drew attention to that. So uh, yeah, there you go. There's that bottomed out, which we asked. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, thank you. Then the Globals conversation uh, definitely continued in the discord and if you're interested in joining our discord server then uh, you'll find a link in the show notes or head on over to bitroller6.com and have a look on the blog post there uh, a lot of people agreed with or disagreed with you know there was a variety of uh, opinions magic missile seems to be the one that folks were like no oh, i don't know about magic missile some some great thoughts around uh, the discount globals and stuff like that uh, there was a correction fired our way there is a, a small print free prep global on wolverine i own that <laughs> yeah we forgot about wolverine so i was going on about wanting resurrection back uh, i mean one of the key elements of resurrection i think i said in the episode was you know just uh, slap it on a meaningless basic action so i could just throw it into a basic action slot there's an element of having it on a on one of your kind of core eight team cards. However, the uh, the 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 key driving force for my argument was that I wanted a small print free prep global, and some folks came out of the woodwork and said, "Well, there is. There's Wolverine knobhead." So is it not just <laughs> I was on like, the "Super rare, though, is it?" Or have I? Uh, no, I think the rare has got it as well. There's, it's definitely on two of them. Okay, yeah. I know it's not on all of them. So, yeah, that was a, a small correction, but uh, there were some other globals thrown into the mix that listeners were fans of. So the stat flip global on uh, Ant-Man and Kal-El, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was always a popular one back in the day uh, that uh, one or two people, I know, uh, Rob over at Breath Weapon X brought that one up. Um, Comics Mike, uh, hi, hi, Mike. Um, super fan, a very esteemed member of the ministry, uh, mentioned that he always used to have a lot of fun with the White Tiger Global and would like something along those lines uh, oh, to make a return. I remember using that. Was that what was that? What was that? So you forced yourself, uh, you and your opponent both had to field a psychic die from the use pal, wasn't it? With a, uh, I want to say a fist, pair of fist. 
That was it. So you were you had forcing your opponent yeah. to, yeah. Had to do it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, perhaps a, a specific use case for some combos that Mike was a fan of, and we'd love to know more about those combos, Mike, so let us know. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one. Transfer power came up a couple of times. That's where you could pay a shield and swap your attack value of one of your characters with one of your opponent's characters. Uh, both, uh, often used back in the day as both an offensive and a defensive piece. So that was interesting. Uh, Armand Troy, uh, another esteemed member of the ministry suggested a brand new global. He said, I wonder yeah, what the cost would be for a stun token global. <laughs> One generic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Well, no, just make it free. Everyone could just fire stun tokens around. <laughs> <laughs> So feedback on on that suggestion, folks. Uh, then uh, the Storm Boys Global, the one that um, you can pay a bolt and award a dice range. Uh, got mentioned a couple of times. Our man Andy May, um, our North American correspondent, suggested that one. And then Stuart is a big fan of the Tag Out Global that's on Kerr Angle. You know, we can, um, I think it's pay a fist and give a dice tag out. So that was some uh, interesting kind of conversation and feedback on the globals conversation that we had last episode. Nice. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, I've been following the makers tournament, Jay Lechero's tournament that I mentioned uh, last episode. I've been following that with interest. This is the one where players are asked to create a card from one of the existing IPs. Uh, the deadline for the card creation has taken place and uh, the participants have voted on the three winning cards that they're going to use in the tournament. But it just seemed like uh, folks were having a lot of fun, enjoying themselves, just kind of being creative and coming up with game texts and using characters that have not been around in the game and perhaps should have been around in the game by now. My, my particular favourite is the fact that a Lobo from DC Comics is one of the winning three because uh, that is a glaring omission from the DC characters roster within Dice Masters. Um, so that was nice, but uh, that's kind of inspired a few people. Like, like people are making cards all over the place, left, right, and centre. Jordo's doing some stuff with card creation. Go check out uh, the DM North website for info about what Jordo's got going on on that front. And yeah, just it looked like folks were just enjoying themselves, coming up with game texts and picking their favourite characters that aren't in the game yet and making fun stuff. That's very cool. I like that yeah, a lot. Really enjoyable. Um, oh, and while I'm on the subject of DM North, don't forget, folks, the deadline is creeping up if you're interested in signing up for the two-team takedown. A quick reminder that that's, I think, the deadline's early March sometime. I want to say the 4th of March, the Friday the 3rd, Saturday the 4th, somewhere around there. Uh, apologies, DM North, folks, <laughs> for my complete lack of attention to detail on that. Um, but uh, yeah, two team takedowns, very popular uh, online um, play tournament. They're doing the energy quads, energize they've called it, uh, where you build four teams made up of each of the energies. So you have a four card team of bolt, four card team of fist, four card team of mask, four card team of shield, um, with some then some extra rules about determining which ones you play. So, yeah, go check that out. I'll make sure there's a link in the description down below. But the deadline is creeping up, so if you're interested, uh, make sure you get yourself signed up because they're capping the um, the players at 32. That's, a, that's 32 is a good amount. That'd be nice. 
yeah, yeah, it's a decent number. Absolutely, I'm just, I'm just saying if you if you're interested in playing, don't get don't get caught out by dilly dallying around and then finding that you have to go on the waiting list because they've filled the 32 slots already, which they may have done actually. At point of recording right now, I've not even checked, so they could already have 32 players. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw Kim posting some reminders a day or two ago saying, "Don't forget." So I'm assuming I'm assuming they're still looking to get the numbers up. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been real busy, man. It's all right. I forgive you. Thanks. <laughs> so there you go. There's a there's a glowing promotion of the two two takedown. Oh dear. And that's it. I think that's it. Uh, again, pretty quiet on the tabletop gaming front round the uh, True Mister Six Towers. There's just uh, just so much going on so between between my lads' basketball team and my daughter's dance show that's coming up and all the rehearsals and practices and what have you it's been non-stop and my daughter's birthday's just around the corner and yeah can't keep up with myself at all and work don't forget work oh yeah yeah and that (laughs) (laughs) how could i forget that (laughs) so there we are okay well that's i think that's all the intro-y stuff done i think i covered everything from the last last episode and what have you um, so we should get into the, the main app now, shouldn't we, really? Let's do it. We okay, then, well, two, yeah, two featured segments for you, dear listeners, uh, this week, but they're, they're kind of two featured segments on the same subject. We are continuing the Great British Brew-Off theme uh, that we kicked off in last episode. So one segment, we're going to take a look at the teams that Andy and I have both developed in terms of the Great British british brew off and then the second segment we're going to take a look at some wonderful team submissions that we received from some listeners who fired over their ideas as well Uh, with a view that yeah absolutely uh with a view that by the end of the two segments andy and i'll pick a team each that will then play out on our live stream next week and will also be our uh, youtube gameplay upload so uh yeah we're we're just going to stick with the great british brew off because you know again to reiterate we're so overwhelmed with new fresh and exciting news and dice bastard <laughs> stuff to talk about <laughs> uh, so yeah that's 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 really it we just want to uh, give that the time that we feel that it deserves um, and with all that done that should take us to the end of the episode so should we crack on my man yes okay let's do it then <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay then. Welcome back, folks. So the Great British Brew-Off with the Ministry of Dice. I'm going to hand over to my man Andy there just to give you a quick refresher as to what this whole theme idea is about and make sure you're up to speed before we start talking about the teams. Uh, Yes, so the Great British Brew-Off. So this is where we get ourselves a brief. Now, the brief can be uh, anything. It's not uh, a predefined kind of subject, so it could be... uh, beat stick or in the case of what we did for for this week death from a thousand cuts uh, although it could be you know do 20 damage with one dice or uh green cards uh, there's no set thing it's just we have a brief and then we set to building a team uh with that brief we also open the floor to you guys so you can build teams to submit them as well uh, and then we're gonna have a little chat see what compares see what's different see which one's better uh, and um and then play them out as well yeah yeah, so just in this period of time, I suppose, where we haven't got anything new and exciting to engage with, let's dive back into the archives, as it were, and 
re- revisit our love for janky team builds. Indeed. And this one uh, for that we're about to discuss is the brief was Death by a Thousand Cuts, uh, and it was from the modern card pool. Yes, that's right. And then to clarify, Death by a Thousand Cuts, we're talking about direct damage teams, but specifically direct damage teams that win, their win condition is several pingity-ping cuts. You know, So not just a kind of one lump sum of 20 direct damage, although I'm not sure there's any anything that would do that, is there? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, there's been there's been builds in the past, hasn't there? But um, no, this is about slicing your opponent up with little, little. Well, the thousand cuts. That's why it's called Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah, uh, and we're going to start with our teams, aren't we? I think is. Uh... Yeah, we'll go through our teams, and then um, <laughs> after we've had a look at what we've done, uh, we will have a look and see what uh, has been submitted to us. Uh, and um, see if it's interesting. All right, cool. All right, well, so who's going to kick us off then? Me or the? Um, so we rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Right. One, two, three. Scissors. Scissors. Oh, okay. One, two, three. Rock. Rock. Oh, my God. One, two, three. Scissors. Scissors. Oh, what? <laughs> One, two, One, two three, three. Rock. Scissors. Oh, oh is that me then? That's me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you blunt my scissors with your rockness. Yeah, I had to take a minute to process it because... <laughs> I just figured you'd do rock as well. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, so my team is what I've basically done is I've taken the death by a thousand cuts idea and just turned the volume up to eleven on it and decided that everything that I do more or less with the team is gonna ping you somehow. That's <laughs> that's that's the bottom line of it. So I would probably argue the central character of the team the, the sort of main core win condition that I would probably run to is the rare batman from the superman kryptonite crisis set legend of the dark knight and his game text is while batman is active when one of your character dice is ko'd deal one damage to target player and one damage to target character die and then he's got the global where you can pay two masks uh, and you and your opponent can field up to two sidekicks each from the use pile so uh, I've used it before. It was one that I'd already started engaging with before I went on my little mission to uh, learn about this mysterious space called the Attack Step. <laughs> Although l- last week's gameplay with my Super Friends team, I, I think could stand could stand to prove that. Yeah, I've figured it out now. <laughs> so the idea would be to spam his global to get sidekicks in my field. Uh, you can have your sidekicks, whatever. That's fine. Um, and then look to KO a sidekick to deal the damage to the opponent, but then with the act of KOing one sidekick, assign the one character damage to the other sidekick, which would then shoot another one across the board. So you just start this sort of chain of events of KOing sidekicks and firing you know, firing damage across at your opponent. Uh, in order to do that, I've put two cards in that will be the, the kind of ignition to that engine. I've got the rare Joker from Superman Kryptonite Crisis, Final Dance, and he reads, when fielded, you may immediately KO the Joker. If you do, deal one damage to target psychic character die and re-roll target non-psychic character die. So field the Joker, KO the Joker, which is a, a trigger on Batman in its own right because that's one of your characters being KO'd. Then deal one damage to target sidekick, which can be one of my own in order to have another Batman trigger or KO one of the ones that you may have chosen to field 
what I've used, the Batman Global. And it's got the re-roll target non-psychic character die, so it's just a bit of removal to say, yeah, get rid of that thing you've got that I don't like. So, yeah, so there's that. But then I've also dropped Dark Phoenix Malevolent on there, the common from Dark Phoenix Saga. And so Dark Phoenix costs one less to purchase if your opponent has an X-Men character on their team. When fielded, KO target character die. If it's an X-Men character die, deal your opponent four damage. See how where this is going. Uh, yeah. And then obviously she's got the KO global where you can pay a bolt to KO one of your characters to reduce the cost purchase cost of your next die. So she's the ramp to help me get the five cost Batman and the four cost Joker. But she's also another death by a thousand cut strategy in her own right. Because when she's fielded, she can KO an X-Men character to deal four damage to my opponent. But what if your opponent hasn't got an X-Men character, Chris? Well, that's where radicalization comes in, the basic action, which has a global on it. Pay a shield, target character die, gains the X-Men or Brotherhood of Evil Mutants affiliation till the end of the turn. Sneaky. Yeah. It's also uh, the game text on it in its own right is deal three damage to target X-Men or Brotherhood of Evil Mutants character die. Um, so that's nice. And my team is very low on X-Men and Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So I'm well protected from it, but it's just a nice way of KOing your characters. But then on the double burst, it KOs target psychic character die. So in addition to using the global to feed the Dark Phoenix, who in turn is herself feeding, hopefully the Batman and the Joker combo, I can buy it and use it to KO X-Men and Brother of Evil Mutant characters. I mean, it's a bit of a risk because you could pay a shield to make one of my characters an X-Men character and use it to KO mine. But that's all right, because I kind of want you to do that with me, Batman, in the field anyway. Yeah, it's not the end <laughs> of the world. Yeah. And the it, Batman. Sure, but his stats are four, five, five, so and that deals three damage. So I'm kind of banking on him being relatively all right. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, that's so I've got that going on. So Dark Phoenix for a global in order to KO sidekicks to trigger Batman and to help me buy Batmans and Jokers to do more triggers, but also she's a death by a thousand cuts option herself. Whew. It's all, it's all go on this team, mate. It's all go on this team. Uh, but uh, absolutely. It's going to exhaust you when we play it next week. Uh, providing I pick this one, of course, uh, I popped investigative journalism on there for a bit of extra ramp again to help me get up. Cause a lot of my, you know, dark Phoenix is seven cost. Batman is five cost. Joker is four cost. And um, so I popped investigative journalism on there. That's a five cost in its own right though. So I've popped Thor, Jormungan's fear, the super rare from infinity course, yeah. on the team. <laughs> Cause he has Just a global. For global. Just for yeah. the global. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, pay a bolt once per turn the next action day you purchase a turn costs two less so it just makes investigative journalism a four instead of a five but his game text reads while thor is active when you feel the character die deal two damage to target character die or player so it's another combo piece there because thor can help me buy investigative journalism for four he can help me buy radicalization for one or if I need to, I can buy him myself and combo him up with the Batman Global Field Two Sidekicks. There's more ping damage. I can combo him up with the Joker because if I'm KOing and refielding Jokers all the time, that's another way of dealing damage. I told you, I've just taken, I've turned the volume up to eleven on direct damage here, man. Definitely just. 
Absolutely. Uh, so there's all that going on, which is nice. Fielding costs are a problem, so I've popped Robin, Flying Grayson in there. Uh, he's the one with the global payer mask first character you field this turn is free to field. That just helps me out with things like Dark Phoenix's 1-2-3 fielding cost, Batman's 1-2-3 fielding cost, Joker's 1-1-2 fielding cost, Thor's 1-1-2 fielding cost. So there's a lot of fielding costs knocking around, so I've popped Robin on there. But he's also got a when-fielded KO effect that could be useful. When fielded KO, uh, deal X damage to target character die where X is the number of character dice in your field zone. So if I've got Batman, couple of sidekicks, you know, he's, he's just a nice bit of removal if I want to get rid of your stuff. But then because I've got Batman and Robin, uh, this is probably a, a pointless card to be fair, but I threw the bat signal in as well. Uh, roll a die from your bag. If, if Batman is active, roll an additional die from your bag. If Robin is active, prep a die from your bag. Uh, and then it's got a global pair mask reroll target villain character, which is good for me. I mean, uh, rerolling Dark Phoenix would be painful if I'm if I'm using her. Uh, but the Joker's not really ever going to be in the field to be rerolled. Um, so it's just handy if if your opponent's playing villains. Uh, but it's also just really amping that ramp up to get my hands on the seven, the six, the five, the four costs that are making up the team. Uh, and then just because I had a card slot free, I chucked the Super Rare Jubilee on there as well, X-Men Field Leader. <laughs> While Jubilee is active, when you field a character die, she deals one damage to your opponent and one damage to target character die. So I just thought, well, you know, if I'm looking to KO my own sidekicks and things, she's a good shout, isn't she? Um so combos well with the Batman Global and the Batman because you can pay two masks to field two sidekicks, shoot two damage across the field at the opponent, KO some other sidekicks to trigger some Batmans. So, yeah, I've just got really... I've, it's been so long since I've played a direct damage team of this nature, I've just gorged myself on it. You have indeed. Uh, and then finally, because I need a lot of masks for my Globals, Actually, I could probably do with more bolts. Bat signal might have to come out for something bolty, actually, to feed the Dark Phoenix Global. But the two masks for the Batman Global and the one mask for the Robin Global, which I would anticipate needing to use quite frequently through the game, uh, I've just dropped the two-cost rare Black Widow Widow's Hunt, the Energize one. Uh, spin target opposing character die down one level. If the character dies already on level one, spin it to an energy face because... You know, she's just double your money there, isn't she? I want to roll her on, on the masks, so I might as well have the energized one to help out. Uh, and there you go. There's the team. So basically everything I'm doing in one way or another is dealing damage. And if it's not, it's supporting the dealing damage engine that's in there. Wow. Yeah. That sounds horrific. Well, it does sound horrific, although I actually think it's wildly unrealistic. <laughs> the, the chances of having a Batman, a Thor... And a Jubilee out in the field, you know. But if you did. I know, wouldn't that be epic? And I'm hoping to, to roll scads and scads of dice with investigative journalism. Investigative, I can't say it. Investigative journalism and bat signal. Um, and the Joker's prep global and the discount from Dark Phoenix. Hopefully, yeah, it could be insane. I don't know. But yeah, I've just gone all in, all in. Amazing. Uh, well, that's that is certainly uh, one to beat with the the amount of direct damage you've managed to fall in. Um, the, I suppose the question is, what about your? I mean, you got your ramp, you got your your win con. It's got no hardly any control in, which is unlike you. Half expected you say, "Oh, I'm blob." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, so with Robin, uh, I'm mostly relying on on the removal. 
really. So Black Widow spin down, Robin KO, uh, the Joker uh, re-roll effect. Uh, They're all really my main main roots. The Thor direct damage is uh, you can target character die or player as well. And if I need to, I can put the Batman character damage on your characters or the Jubilee character damage on your characters. So I'm relying on on removal as my method of control, really. You know, Dark Phoenix KO is an X-Men character when she's fielded. Yeah, so that's... Uh, but yeah, no, I've not... There's not a Lilandra or a Wonder Woman or a Deken. <laughs> no, no Insight. Yeah, I've just gone all in. Cool, well, there you go, listeners. What do you think of Chris's team? Let us know. I am going to put mine out there now for your consideration uh, and see what you think. Now, I suppose what I'd like to do, um, if you finish, sorry, I don't want to... Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I'd, I think I'd, I'd like to go through a little bit of how I go about building the team or certainly the way I went about building this team, uh, which is very much what I hinted on in the last episode. I made myself a nice big cup of tea uh, got myself settled on the sofa with my sidekick app. Um, put in the the three sets that we have in modern, so Superman, Kryptonite, Crisis, Dark Phoenix Saga, and uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, or it, I, what I may have done is put in Avengers Infinity in first by accident, uh, and then had to go and start again. Um, <laughs> the campaign uh, box, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then have a flick through. Just flick through and see what catches my eye that does direct damage. Now, one thing that was apparent to me was that there wasn't a lot that that did certainly um, kind of thousand cuts damage. I didn't. It wasn't jumping out at me um, uh, that oh, you know, you know, flicking through going oh that does damage, that does damage, that does damage. Um, I don't know if you found the same thing. So I found it a little bit lacking, certainly in these modern sets um, of things that do. There are things, obviously, you've just mentioned them, but there certainly wasn't an abundance. There wasn't things like, you know, the Hawkman from Justice that, you know, or um, is it Sunspot or Fire Dude from Justice League? Um, obviously, that's not his name. Uh, but um, there was a lack of stuff. So I, I go through, what I do is I create a team call it a thousand cuts and i just go through and then as i see something that catches my eye i just add it to the team uh and then once i've whittled it down i can have a look through and see what i've got now my eye rested on a few but the one that did catch my eye because of the nostalgia factor uh, as you could probably imagine was basically colossus oh human torch okay human torch uh so jubilee like the one that you picked um X-Men field leader, the super red, the one that I really wish I did get, but didn't. <laughs> um, and she does, as, as Chris said, when Jubilee is active, uh, when you field a character, she deals one damage to your opponent and one damage to your target character die, which is exactly what Human Torch did back from ABX when it was in the starter set, I think. But oh no, it's a super rare this time around. <laughs> um, so that that was in there, and then I was like, right, do you know what? I like I like the idea of that. There's some few other bits in there as well. Um, so then I searched for cards that had in it um, field A in the in the um, the script or the, the the ability. It was field A because it means it's going to field A. Okay. Something. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, and try and build it through there. So I've got a few bits in this team. I'm going to go through now. There's a few ones that i've left in there but 
they're not in the team just to, to kind of mention. But then we go through them. So we start off with Jubilee. She is a forecast bolt. X-Men, I've already said what she does. Um, then let's have a look. I've got the same Dark Phoenix as you. That's Dark oh, Phoenix nice. Malevolent, um, uh, which Chris has already mentioned, does the four damage if there's an X-Men character die. Um, and obviously she does the global, so that's there because of direct damage stuff. I went for, to help with the fielding costs, I went for Mr. Sinister. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, which is pay two energy of any generic this uh, field a sidekick from use pile and field a sidekick to your from your use pile to the prep area. So yeah. you're getting a little bit of ramp, you're getting the prep, you're getting a fieldy cost field in there as well to do the ping. So that was my thought. I did have bat funny enough I had Batman rooftops in there, which was um it's got an energized roll two <laughs> dice, but it's got the global um Actually, probably the one that you picked obviously would have been a better choice. Um, I didn't pick it, by the way. Uh, oh. Then, but you want the global to trigger your jubilee, don't you? That's the yeah. I think it was between that one and Mister Sinister, and I went for instead of fielding two dice, field two sidekicks, field one, but then also prep one so I can the trainer roll in. Yes, makes sense. Then I'll go down to my lower cost ones now. So again, fielding. So I went for. One that was very popular in our gaming versus cancer uh, tournament, which was Poison Ivy Power Over Men. Oh, uh, nice, yeah. She's got the Energize Field, a zero attack and two defense plant token. Um, and then if she was, she could be KO'd instead, KO plant token instead. So the thought being that at a two cost, I could get fewer of them. My rolling's pretty bad. I could have tokens being fielded, which is again going to trigger Jubilee. Um, Isn't the the three cost a better choice for you there? The one that um, does the lose life when the tokens are KO'd? Um, I don't know. There was one that we had to, um, when she attacks, made a token. But I like this one because it was, it was the Energize. But um, you make me think, maybe. Maybe anyway, I'll just uh, yeah, just. Um... Uh, I was also on the hunt to try and find stuff that we'd not dealt with, or we're not really looked at before. Sure. And one thing that did, I don't know. You'll tell me now that everyone's bloody using it, and it's one of the most known. <laughs> uh, but Deathbird from Dark Phoenix Saga, the uncommon. Uh, and while Deathbird is active, <laughs> yeah, it's one that everyone yeah. uses. Right? This is and the uh, Ko. Uh, Character of defense three or higher, opponent loses three life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've used it against me, though. I've not, no. I've not, but there's definitely been teams around. Yeah. But yeah, I've not heard much about it myself, uh, and that seemed quite sort of. That'd be really good on your team because you have. To... Yeah. Because of the Joker. Well, maybe not. When a KO opposing character die. Yeah, I'm not really KOing your characters, am I, so much no. as, as I am my own? Uh, but yeah, great uh, card. Yep. But yeah, really good. If you KO something, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I've also got Hawk Girl. I'm sure you've used this Hawk Girl against me. Uh, and she's got Energized Field of Hawk Girl character die from your use pile. It's a three cost. So again, like the Poison Ivy, it's cheap uh, and it's filled in stuff. Uh, you can, you know, if you've got a few Hawkeyes banging around, although I'm pretty sure that any time I roll two energy on that, there'll be no Hulk girls in my use pile. Um, <laughs> if there was a load in there, that could be quite good as well. And you could make a, a Sinister Global trigger, couldn't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else have we got? We've got... Um, and then I looked at the kind of defendy type stuff. I'm just trying to look if any more. I've got uh, Gamora was the last one. Gamora Uncommon from uh, Infinity Gauntlet. She's got the Deadly at the forecast, which is obviously really good in its own right to sit there. And if you attack, then you know it KO stuff. But on Energize, it's filled a non-sidekick character die from your use pile at level one, uh, which I'm pretty sure I'd never even bothered reading. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> in the past but that would have worked out well just to be basically like you just went full direct damage I went for one source direct damage and then a lot of things to kind of field sidekicks to uh, to, to trigger it um, and, um, and yeah so then what else have I got so what have I got so if we've got those ones done that done that done that done that um, I went for some defendy bits and now I thought about the um, the mystique Sure, yeah. Because that would be good. But then I thought that was cheating because I knew that we were all building teams on direct damage. So I was like, well, it's a bit cheaty, isn't it? <laughs> you know, oh, you're going to do a direct damage <laughs> team. I'll take the direct damage stopper. Um, so I didn't. <laughs> I went for uh, Bishop, uh, the one I think I played in the X-Men campaign we did, uh, the one that can't be re-rolled uh, or can't be span up on down by anything that you do. Um just because he's solid. I think it's, I'm still reeling after that Alfred. Bishop is there as a bit of a defense that he's going to, you know, if, if you try and spin something down or you spin everything down uh, or you're trying to re-roll everything, then he's he's strong. He, he's hopefully going to weather the storm and make sure that, you know, that there's something in the field uh, to, to kind of defend my last few life. Um, and then, I think that's it. So I've got, uh, Dark Phoenix and Mr. Sinister pretty much for the globals. Uh, you've got Jubilee uh, for the ping damage along with that Death Bird that does damage as well. Um, then fieldy things, we've got Gamora, Hawkgirl, Poison Ivy. So that thing has only eight characters. And then for my uh, basic actions, um, it's just stuff caught my eye, so I'm not actually sure how direct damage related it is um there's one from dark phoenix saga the dampening collar yeah opposing character dice can't spin up uh your opponent may return an x-men character die to th- uh, they control to its card to move this die from the field zone to its card I th- again i think i was reading a little bit from uh, the last game with the uh, the supergirl and the but a lot of um again a lot of things that do trigger direct damage are spinny uppy as well so i thought that might be quite good um and then i had mind control at the start of your attack step gain control of target opposing character dice with a lower level than one of your character dice it must attack um or on the double burst uh you may take control of a character dice of any level and that just caught my eye. It's something that I thought might kind of throw a spanner in someone's works. Uh, and quite good removal. Yeah. When I'm trying to remove that one thing that's dug in, um, like the bishop, that I've given the solution to that problem to my opponent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that's the team. Notable mentions go to uh, Typhoid Mary. She was in there for a bit, but I deleted her out. Uh, and that was when she attacks, filled a sidekick guy for the use pile. Uh, we also had um, the Batman I spoke about. 
Uh, green Kryptonite. Uh, deal four damage to target character die with a purchase cost of four or more. As kind of that was more character damage. I think that's why I discounted that because we, I wanted to try and get the damage through to the opponent. Um, sure. And then the Mystique there as well. So there we go. That is my team. It's very much a fieldy, zippy, pingy with bishops sat in the middle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I like yours because I think uh, what I've done is I've made mine over convoluted, whereas yours is like get Jubilee out and then field lots of stuff. <laughs> Clean, simple. <laughs> it's not not relying too much on the, you know, if one combo piece falls through, you've got plenty of other options. And even if you can't get any of your combo pieces off, Jubilee just works by fielding characters, doesn't it? It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. So what? Straightforward. Absolutely, yeah. So while I think mine's probably got more kind of damage capacity within the game texts, it's probably less likely to actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just needs a good parallax. <laughs> parallax stuff out of the field and then back in again. Although I don't know if that still works or not. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> Who knows what's going on with the rules nowadays? Indeed. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that, there's, that then is the two teams that we've put together. Um, so please do get in touch, share your thoughts on the two teams that we've constructed uh, for the direct damage. But as I mentioned before, we've had some submissions from listeners. So should we move on to have a look at theirs? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay then, folks, welcome back. So you've had mine and Andy's efforts at Death by a Thousand Cuts in the modern card pool, but a couple of our dear, dear listeners sent their suggestions over. So let's take a look and see what, how similar, dissimilar, if there's any interesting or obscure ideas in there. I've had a quick peek through, uh, but I've, I've tried not to, uh, prior to making my own team, I tried not to engage with it too much, you know, so as not to be influenced. Yeah, yeah I've not had a look. Yeah, it's all fresh for me. All fresh for you. Okay, cool. Well, let's get started at the top of the page. So our man Comics Mike, uh, aforementioned Comics Mike, uh, sent a team over. It looks like upon opening up the screen that Mike's uh, gone for a very similar theory to me. Isn't it? Did you not just, like, just see this team? Um, I, I did not, but obviously my great minds think alike. So the rare Batman is there that I mentioned was on my team. The super rare Jubilee and the super rare Thor, Jormungun's Fear. So lots of damage capacity for fielding and KOing characters there to fire across the field. It looks like Mike has also thrown in a little bit of extra damage capacity with the feedback basic action. This, this is an interesting one. When an opposing character die is KO'd, deal one damage to its control controller uh, so that's quite nice so um mike would clearly be seeking to perhaps do the character damage from the batman trigger uh, and the character damage from the jubilee trigger over on the other side of the field while feedback was up and running perhaps kill some sidekicks that your opponent generates when you use your batman global uh, but he's also got some other stuff in here Turk barrett the rare from infinity gauntlet infinity what what infinity watch Infinity Watch, uh, which is energized. You may deal one damage to target character die, uh, which is fine. While Turk Barrett is active, when you roll two bolt symbols on a die, you may deal one damage to target character die or player. So that's quite a Ooh. cheeky one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you don't roll him, then he's just a nice way of pinging off sidekicks to trigger, I don't know, your feedback, your Batman, your Jubilee, whatever. Uh, not your Jubilee, sorry, your, uh, your feedback or your Batman. Uh, but then if he is in the field and you do roll him, it's just, uh, just a cheeky extra bit of damage either to a character or a player. So that's a nice choice, Mike, definitely. Um, Mike has then also gone for Mr. Sinister uh, for the global. Uh, again, another means of fielding a character to trigger... Thor and Jubilee, uh, but also as Andy talked about for his own team, it's a good ramp option to keep your bag nice and clean. Uh, there's also Counter Strike in here, which has got the global pay one once during your turn. Prep a psychic die from your use pile, so just another means of generating more more purchase power for the team. Uh, I was just reading the game text: choose an affiliation, prep one die of that affiliation from your use pile, move all of the dice of that affiliation from the use pile to your bag. And there's not a lot of affiliation synergy in there, but it's there nonetheless. And then some controls. So uh, Gene Gray, Xavier's Dream. While Gene Gray and one of your psychic die are active, your opponent must pay one extra to use a global ability. So that's a that's a nice choice, actually, because with this team, that would be a nice choice for my team, actually, with, with it relying so heavily on globals like the Batman Global and the Mr. Sinister Global to trigger your effects. It just keeps your opponent's hands off them, doesn't it? Which is a nice idea. Uh, the rare Typhoid Mary to blank an opposing character card, which I suppose would be then to target whatever nasty direct damage piece in this context you're looking at. Uh, and then the rare Black Widow, same choice that I went for, the energized one that spins down, which I'm assuming... Uh, for the same same thinking that I was going for, it's just a way of generating masks to use your Batman Global, but also some added benefit with the Energize game text. So, yeah, great minds think alike on that one, Mike. Yeah. I like that too, Barrett. I completely overlooked that one when I was doing some research earlier. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It does, does, yeah. I like the ones with the Energize and another ability. I think I've said that before. So, you know, it's if you get the character... You get an ability. If you don't get the character of of two energy, you also get something. It's only one in six chance that you get nothing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I think is at the heart of the energized keyword. That's kind of the uh, you know the philosophy of it at its heart. Although there's quite a few energized cards that only energize, isn't there? So that Black Widow. Um, Just trying to think. Off the top of my what else? Like um like the Doctor Strange, he's got just energizers and he and stuff. Uh, but there we go, yeah. Good team, mate. Thank you very much. Like like the look of that one. Very similar to yours. Yeah, it's definitely got a similar sort of vibe, although he's he's kept his a bit cleaner, a bit tighter. I feel like I've uh, as the further we go along, the more I feel like I've just uh, in the greatest of baking analogies, I've just baked a whole cake because I want to eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> all to myself you know what I mean absolutely yeah <laughs> so that's Mike's we also got a submission uh, from uh, Nick Wally uh, otherwise known online as Jackalope Spam uh, Nick's actually given a little write up for his so that we can understand it so uh, I'll just do a quick rundown of the team so he's gone for the rare Jubilee as one of his main damage dealing options. While Jubilee is active, when you spend energy from an X-Men character die to use a global ability or field a character, deal one damage to target opponent or character. Um, and then there's 
you know, a few X-Men character dice in the team in order to uh, fuel that uh, damage activity. So there's the two-cost storm, extreme weather. Um, when fielded, deal one damage to target character die. So it's got a nice, uh, a nice little bonus game text there, but it's also, I suppose the intention would be to roll her on bolts. Yeah, because it's all you- bolts apart from one. Yes, yeah, so you're looking to feed that into things like your Dark Phoenix Global. Uh, he's also got uh, the Mr. Sinister, the rare again, with the Fielder Sidekick and Prepper Sidekick from the Use Pile, which is generic. Uh, and then there's the Counter-Strike Global on his team as well, so uh, be feeding uh, these X-Men characters like Storm into that. Uh, but there's uh, some more juicy stuff in here. There's a, the Phoenix Firepower, six-cost bolt, the common from the Dark Phoenix Saga set. When fielded, deal three damage to target character die. But this Phoenix has got an Energize ability, which says deal two damage to target character die or player. Oh, yeah, she was on my shortlist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's quite expensive for an energized character, um, but it looks like he's made some plans and preparations for that, which we'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, he's looking to not field her and just rinse, repeat the energize on the Phoenix. So he's got two bolt energy to then spend on a global because she's an X-Men affiliated character. Uh, so, So to plow into the Mr. Sinister or whatever, but then also deal two cheeky extra damage, which is a nice little touch. Um, in order to uh, support uh, get, get a bit of purchase power there's a big entrance in here Ooh, I do like a big entrance uh, yes you do uh, and then there's uh, a Gamora uh, the Rush Gamora uh, so this is the rare Angela's ally from the Infinity Gauntlet she's Rush Bolt so if you draw uh, Gamora um, at the same time as drawing uh, a Bolt character die you get to draw an extra die there's been a ruling on rush recently but i paid no attention whatsoever as to what the upshot of it is um so i think i would suspect let's have a quick look at his description uh the goal is to get jubilee in the field then buy a bunch of x-men die okay quite a few have energized abilities all right i'll come to that bit in a minute uh mr sinister global is going to be a great way to dump energy for jubilee's ability and thin the bag for gamora's rush uh, with the recent rush ruling, you should have scads and scads of dice as you buy bigger dice for more pings. Okay, check out the rush ruling, everybody. Apparently, it's good. Um, those Phoenix die could end up being four damage to the opponent if they're on double energy, so this should put the game on tilt once things are moving. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so buy a Gamora, buy a big entrance, Gamora and Storms into the bag early doors to get a big rush play to then buy up your, your phoenixes and fill up on storms to plow into your jubilee. Uh, there's the Dark Phoenix on there with the global, but then it's the same one that you and I have chosen in order to deal four damage to an opponent. Uh, there's the Black Swan, the Cabal. While Black Swan is active, if you use an Energize ability, gain one life. And Nick said he's popped that on there um, so that if you're energizing with your phoenix... Uh, and with another card, which I'll come to in a second. If you're energizing with your Phoenix, then you're gaining life as well as dealing damage, which I think is a nice touch and helps you heal a few of the thousand cuts you've taken yourself. Uh, and then there's the Cyclops, the uncommon, defending the Phoenix, four cost bolt, energize, deal one damage to target character die, and re roll this die. So just keep yeah, keep energizing your Cyclops and your Phoenix. Say again, mate. Like bang, 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 bang. Yeah, with your, your yeah, energize absolutely. Uh, so roll them on double energy, plow them into Mister Sinister Globals and Counter Strike Globals and Dark Phoenix Globals to trigger Jubilee, uh, but also get some extra benefit from the energize as well. So yeah, that's quite quite an interesting one, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it goes on a different t- tangent. I like that. 
Yeah, I like that too. And also, again, further reinforcing my suspicion that I've got a bit wild with mine because this looks very tight, very clean, <laughs> builds towards, it's got direction and purpose, which I'm not sure mine has. <laughs> Well, it has. I just want to go in all directions. Uh, so thank you, Nick. Great submission. Um, so then we've got Rob from Breath Weapon X. He fired a team over to us. Let's have a quick look at Rob's. Let's see what you got, Rob. Ooh. Now, this is interesting. So the first thing that catches my eye straight out of the gate here with the uh, thousand cut delivery is the rare nebula from Infinity Gauntlet, Space Pirate. She's a five-cost mask. Uh, she's got an awaken ability. Uh, so when she's spun up, she deals one damage to target character die and two damage to target player. So he's got uh, some of those thousand cuts being delivered through the nebula there. Uh, and then he's popped the mutation basic action. For the uh, spin up, spin down global to activate the nebula, uh, which is nebula, yeah, which is nice. Uh, another one that catches my eye on Rob's team, he's got the Storm Queen, nice. the rare from Dark Phoenix Saga, seven cost bolt. When fielded, re-roll target character die. When Storm attacks, re-roll up to two opposing character dice. Move each die that does not roll a character uh, to your opponent's use pile. Uh, Storm deals two damage to your opponent for each die moved. So that's a, an old school Storm game text, but with a, uh, a higher purchase cost. Yeah, super high. Yeah, it's super high. But then he's got the Dark Phoenix on there. Uh, Rob's gone for a different Dark Phoenix, though. Ooh. Bit of variation in the Dark Phoenixes. He's gone for the uncommon enemy for the Shi'ar. Uh, when fielded, KO target uh, Shi'ar or X-Men character die. Uh, but more importantly, when Dark Phoenix attacks, deal two damage to your opponent. Ah, oh, I like it. Just full yeah. on. Easy peasy. Bosh, bash, bash. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously she's got the discount global as well, which could help you get up to that seven cost storm. So a Dark Phoenix and Storm attack could be pretty devastating, actually. If you've got the two of them in the field and then attacked with them both, you'd deal two damage with the Dark Phoenix attack. You'd then uh, re-roll two opposing characters and potentially deal up to a, an additional four damage and remove some dice out their field. So you'd end up maybe having an unblocked Dark Phoenix going through. There's a six cost and a seven cost, though. Uh, true story. True story. Um, then explosion on here. Ooh, deal two damage to each player and character dice. You may also spend any number of bolt energy for each that you do. You may deal one damage to target character die. And then on the double burst, deal one additional damage to each player and character die that explosion deals damage to. Okay, so that's kind of doing it to you and your opponent. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm just trying to fathom out where... Rob plans on putting the damage. Oh, here we go. So the Poison Ivy, the one I mentioned to you before, the uncommon Bell Rev Escapee, three cost mask. She's got regenerate. Uh, and then her game text reads, while Poison Ivy is active, if your opponent fields a character die and it isn't their first or second character die fielded that turn, gain two life. So maybe he's planning on dropping it on Poison Ivy for the regenerate game text. And then he's got the Harley Quinn, Vengeance Unlimited, the uncommon from Superman Kryptonite Crisis, two cost mask. When KO'd, you may roll a character die from your use pile. For each energy showing on that die, deal one damage to target character die. If that die shows a character face, re-roll target opposing character. So maybe the idea is to get the explosion and drop it on Harley Quinn to have shenanigans and drop it on Poison Ivy, who regenerates. Hopefully he comes back, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I get it. There's a plan. There's a plan. But Absolutely, yeah, there's a mind at work there. Uh, we've got Mystique, uh, Freedom Force. Uh, this is the damage reducer. 
Um, yeah. While Mystique is active, reduce damage from opposing character abilities by one. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> uh, then we've got the Moira. <laughs> if it's real, three cost shield, which says when Moira is KO'd, Prepper died from your use pile. So that's probably another option for dropping that explosion damage onto. Yeah. To get an extra prep or to um, KO Moira with your Dark Phoenix, get the discount, but also a dice prep, which is nice. Yeah, also, like it. yeah, that also says Prepper died from your use pile. So that could be anything, couldn't it? You could prep one of your characters. And then finally, he's got the Black Widow Widow's Hunt for some spin down, uh, which is proving popular across all the teams today. Yeah, just, I think it's the bolts. Must be the bolts to feed the masks. She's a mask, the... Black Widow. Oh, obviously nothing to do with bolts there whatsoever. <laughs> no, but makes sense in uh, you know the Batman teams for the Batman Global. Uh, I think Rob's just looking for some cheeky removal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, bro. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, lovely. Nebula, Storm, um, explosion. Cool stuff going on there. Uh, and then finally, in terms of the uh, listener submissions, we have our man Stuart, the custom alt art Dice Masters card creator extraordinaire. And here we go. Uh, Rare Batman is back. <laughs> the Stu's gone for the Rare Batman and uh, Super Rare Jubilee combo again. Ably supported by the Dark Phoenix Malevolent and the Joker Final Dance, the Rare Joker. Uh, so very similar to the team that myself and Comics Mike have put together. Yeah, there's some different bits on there as well, though. Yeah, so um, the Poison Ivy, the Rare, push too far, three-cost mask. When fielded, choose an opposing character, replacing all previous choices. While Poison Ivy is active, when that character die attacks... Field a not attacker two defense plant token. While poison ivy is active, if a plant token is KO'd, target player loses one life. Um, so that's uh, obviously another means of delivering your your thousand cuts there with the poison ivy with the uh, plant token defenders. Yeah. Um, Stu's also popped Angela Odin's dot here on there uh, to cancel any when fielded game effects uh, and Drax to hopefully a bit of control, lock a card out. Uh, there's also the two-cost bolt storm, extreme weather to deal one damage to target character die. And uh, dampening collar, here we go. Here it is. Opposing character dice can't spin up. Hey, that's what I picked. Yeah, well, sure. Um, I, I was just thinking with the nebula in the mix on Rob's team, dampening collar yeah. has a whole new lease of life in this, yeah. Uh, and then his other basic action is making the team roll a character die from your use pile. If it rolls a character face, field it for free. Otherwise, prep it. So just a way of circumventing uh, difficult fielding costs on cards like Dark Phoenix, Batman, the Joker, etc., etc. Um, uh, however, thematically, in terms of the the means of delivering the thousand cuts, the Batman Jubilee Joker is once again making a return. Uh, mm-hmm. Another great mind thinking alike. Me, Stu, and Comics Mike obviously had a bit of group think going on there. Ah, uh, cheaters! You're cheating. <laughs> nice. Yeah, brilliant. I, I like I like the um, uh, the what am I trying to say? Um, the dampening collar. I like the fact that someone picked something the same as me. 
<laughs> Validate it. <laughs> yeah, and Jubilee in there, and that poison ivy. Reading through the text, yeah, I mean, it does the plant tokens for Jubilee, but also it does it on your opponent's turn, which means when when well, poison ivy, when when that. So you choose an opposing character. They've got so much lines of text in this. When when they attack. Poison Ivy poops out a token. Fields does. She fields the token, so does the Jubilee damage. You put it in front of whatever's attacking. Probably get it knocked out, and they lose the life. So that's another chip away. So yeah, it is a better choice than my Poison Ivy, I think. Yeah, at the very least, it would uh, you know disincentivize your opponent from attacking with a particular character that they might want to attack with. Yeah. Uh, but at best, it's like you say, it's contributing to your um... yeah, the, the jubilee, the jubilee, yeah. And it's got a bit of extra, another cut in the thousand cuts there too. Yeah, I yeah, quite like that one. Clever. Double whammy. Yeah, absolutely. It's all nice. And then when the plant token gets KO'd, you trigger a Batman as well. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Doing all the things. <laughs> field, yeah, you're not safe. You field, you get knocked out. It's just all a barrage of pings. Oh, like, yeah. So there's the definite similarities between the teams, but I think that there's, there's enough differences in there as well, uh, which is nice. I was a bit worried that we'd all kind of carbon copy the same team, which is why I avoided Thor um, to start off with, so that we, you know, we hopefully wouldn't have everyone just going Thor after what you mentioned last episode. Uh, but um, Batman's definitely popular. That Jubilee, because of its human torchiness, is I think that's pretty much been on all bar one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, good. Thank you very much, everyone who took the time to uh, submit your teams. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you who I'm surprised uh, didn't show up was the Colossus Piotr. Yeah, I did think about him. I mean, I have done some teams with him recently anyway. Is that really death from a thousand cuts? When he's doing, I suppose it is separate instances of two damage, but I don't know. It feels like it's uh, it's quite a big hit in one time, doesn't it? Yeah, you're looking to sort of do two turns of ten, aren't you? Rather yeah. than chipping away. Which yeah, might be why we and uh, the listeners avoided it because, although technically it is thousand cuts, it's like it is a bit like a big hit of direct damage. Yeah, it's not quite in the uh, spirit of the challenge. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brilliant. Well, great. Uh, so we need to choose which ones. So for the live stream, the live gameplay stream on the first of March. So we're gonna we're gonna play this out. We need to pick a team each to go for. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I like the uh, the poison ivy that Stu picked over mine. I'm gonna pick Stu's team. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, I think just for because it's a little bit more outside the box I'm going to give Nick's team a go the Rush Jubilee one nice although I do kind of want to play mine just to see (laughs) if it's a hot mess or an absolute like (laughs) destruction force (laughs) yeah but I'm not I'm going to give all frosting (laughs) (laughs) all frosting and no cake yeah for sure yeah but I'm going to give Nick's a go I think it, um, I like um, the rare Jubilee choice just for a bit of variety 
Yeah. Cool. I like it. Let's, I look forward to, to doing that next week. All right. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, there we go. Um, oh, did you want to set a new Great British Brew Off challenge? Are we going to yeah, set I one for so, March? Yeah. Whether we'll, whether we'll do it and do it for the next episode or the one after will to be decided. We'll see what, um, you know, hot news and releases and spoilers we get through over the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> you never know. I was quite—I only mentioned it like off the top of my head as an example. But I quite like the idea of twenty damage with one dice. I'm not sure if that's even possible. Twenty damage with one dice—is <sighs> that even possible? I'm guessing it is. I—I I don't know. That's the question, isn't it? I suppose the first question is: Is it actually possible? The second <laughs> question that is: If it is possible. Let's make a team out of it. All right. Okay. Well, um, we'll uh, throw that one out there then. We'll give people a bit longer to put the teams together, but um, keep it in mind, folks. We'll do another uh, British Brew Off episode and we'll be looking for 20 damage with one dice. Modern or golden? Let's go golden. I think we're going to need the extra <laughs> card pool to pull it off. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I think, it can, I think it can be done in golden for sure. We're doing techno global. Techno Global and uh, Pump Global um, would would be an example I can think of. Uh, you just need the twenty bolts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a way. I am sure there's brewers out there the that have got an idea. So let's do it. So <laughs> oh, your, I've already got a plan brewing. Get your teams in. Play me cards um, close to me chest on that one. Oh yeah, you've got a plan already. I think so. I can remember an old co- combo that from a long time ago that I'm pretty sure I've done a one one turn kill full twenty with one dice. Nice, cool. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, let's wrap that one over there and move into the outro. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we kind of did, although we've had some technical problems. We have, yeah. We've been played by technical problems, which by the time I've edited it, the audience will be none the wiser about, of course. Well, not now. I've just told them. Well, sure. But then I might edit this out, and then they may never know. Ooh. That's fifth wall thinking. (laughs) Team links. Discord server links, two team takedown links, links to all the good stuff that we've mentioned through the course of this episode um, for the segments, for the reminders, will all be in the show notes and on the blog post that accompanies this episode over on BritRoller6.com. So if you want to have a look at the teams, if you want to go and sign up for the two team takedown, any of that good stuff, you'll find it all there. And do check it out. Yeah, and have have a mooch around on the site while you're there. There's some interesting stuff somebody's been on the uh someone's been spending a lot of time in the promo gallery lately i noticed on the stats really yeah and uh, somebody obviously must be checking up on their collection how many gaps there are in their in their promos binder is it you no it's not me i'm nearly there i'm so close i'm five promos away from a full promo set wow what's yeah, you got well, there? you got um, Serena, oh yes, Julie, yes. comic one. That's right. Yes, 
what, the, what are the, the last three of these? Let's get uh, this for you. I'll have to open the sheet up and double check, but I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, it's the Foil Punisher um, War Journal, I want to say. Yeah, Punisher War Journal. Right. Uh, the, I've got one Constantine left to get my hands on, and that's the Con Artist, Constantine Con Artist. Right. Uh, I've got anti is it anti-hero and I've got Hellblazer now. Yes. Oh, yeah. So a big shout out to Rob for the trade on that one. Epic stuff. I'm just checking the Hellblazer, making sure I'm caught in the right. Yeah, I've got anti-hero and I've got Hellblazer. It's con artist. Uh, there's the gap. And then the uh, I've got Magic Missile here, which I think is a, was another foil. Was that another foil? Oh, no, that was alt art, wasn't it? Was it an alt art? I feel like I had a full set of those D and D ones, but obviously not. Oh no, I've got it? I've got the binder in front of me. I've got Strad, I've got Cobalt, I've got Human Paladin, but I haven't got the Magic Missile. So that's the five I need for the uh, promo. Oh, do you know what? Pretty sure I got those three: the Punisher, the Magic Missile. Although I think I might have lost it; it'd be somewhere in this mess. Uh, and the um, other one you mentioned—that's already fallen out of my head. What Slate. spares? Not spares. I'm pretty sure I sent you the Punisher, but it was gone. It went wandering. I think I did have a spare. Did you? I don't know. This, we, we can continue this conversation though. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, I'm I'm only just uh, fifty-seven cards in total. Uh, I need for a, a a full, complete set. Ooh. Yeah, the problem is most of those now are like you know full arts or super rares. Uh, yeah. The the trading on the rares has, has definitely closed the closed the gap. There's only a handful of rares I need now. It's all mostly super rares and full arts. Nice. Well, if you have got a sparesy out there, <laughs> then do get in touch and let us know. Uh, we can do your deal. I have got a very large box of doubles of different sets. Um, I would love to not be in my house anymore. So, I'll, I'll uh, add my trades list out. to the to the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do. <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll we'll wrap things up there. It's been a pleasure as always, folks. Uh, I've been Chris, otherwise known online as Dreamer Six, and I've been Andy, aka uh, Jubilee, is the Ping Damage Champion. <laughs> See you in two weeks, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, mate, works. are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. You break it up. I didn't hear oh. any of that. It was, it, was, it was beautiful. Was it good? I don't know if it's recorded it and I just can't hear it, though. Oh, so I start again? You can do. Do you reckon you can replicate it to the standard <laughs> that you've already done? No, but I'll have a go. <laughs>